What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Extra Point Podcast with the College Football Experience. We are the College Football Experience. Thank y'all for joining us. It is National Championship Day, baby, Michigan versus Washington. I'm going to give y'all some of my thoughts on that game in just a minute. But as you can tell, it is just me today. Will is sick with the stomach bug, so Will, get better, my friend. Get better. I am glad to be here with y'all today, man. It has been such an exciting season, and I can't think of two better teams that this season kind of culminates with. You have the powerhouse all season that has been the Michigan Wolverines facing up against what is really the feel-good story versus Washington. They have battled, man. God, they battled 10 straight one-score games for the Huskies. Are we going to get another one tonight? We will see. But before we jump in all of that, man, Give us a subscription on YouTube, man. We're slowly growing. We're slowly getting some more views on these podcasts, on all of our campus tour videos that I highly suggest y'all going to check out. They're super cool. They're super informative, too, if y'all haven't been to Tuscaloosa, if y'all haven't been to Auburn, or if y'all haven't been to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They're super cool videos to be able to say, like, these are all of the traditions. These are all the places you can go eat. This is what the campus looks like. This is what the vibe of the stadium's like. It's awesome. That is what this whole thing is, has been based around this whole time. So I'm super glad that all of y'all are watching. So just give us a subscription and be telling everyone about it too. And Will is also running the TikToks. Will's also running the Instagrams. Go give us a like and just a like and a follow there too. And let's keep this thing rolling, man. Let's just give us some thoughts on the national championship game tonight, man. Just a little preview, what we think maybe could happen, just places, aspects of the games that kind of need to be highlighted. This game could go any way. I mean, absolutely any way. You have kind of like a style makes the fight type of deal. You have a Washington Huskies team that's been live or die throwing the ball. And, I mean, you have probably the most accurate thrower, even though he isn't statistically the most accurate thrower. I don't know anyone that throws a better deep ball than that boy Michael Penix. I mean, and then you got Roma Dunze, you got Jalen Polk, you got Jalen McMillan. I mean, you got three NFL guys going against what's – been probably one of the most stout defenses in all of college football this year. That would be the Michigan Wolverine def the Michigan Wolverine defense, man. God, that's such a fun, fun, fun matchup when you really dig down deep into it. Can Washington keep Penix clean? Can they keep him up in the pocket? And can he can he stay in there? And can those receivers get open? That's something that you need to watch early. And can can Washington come out of the gate early with their scripted plays? Kalen DeBoer, their head coach, is a mastermind, and he's really good at coming out hot. Can Washington come out hot and jump on the Wolverines early? That's the question that I want to see answered. That's like I want to see can Washington come out can they punch Michigan in the mouth? Or do we get a situation where Washington comes out, they're just a little flat, and then you have Michigan is the one that they say they get the kickoff. 
their offensive line studs, even though they are missing their stud right tackle, could they drive down the field and take six minutes to score? You get a heavy dose of Blake Corum. You get a heavy dose of Donovan Edwards. And then do they just run down the field and score takes them six six minutes? Washington comes out. They're kind of feeling the heat early. Michigan D starts to get to Penix. And then they go three and out. And then the same thing happens with Michigan again. They uh, they assert their dominance and they're up 14 nothing in the first quarter's over. I mean, there's just so many ways that this game could start that I think the start of the game is probably the most important section of this game tonight because it's going to determine which way the teams go from there, which is kind of any game. But, I mean, when you have a game with these two top teams, the one and the two teams, they're both 14-0. and 0. And, I mean, and it's just a style. It's just a style. I mean, mm, I think it's going to be fun. I think Washington does come out hot, though. I think Washington comes out hot. I think we get an early kind of a field goal here to a touchdown there. I think we could be looking at Washington 7, Michigan 3 at the end of the first. And then I think as the game goes on, though, I don't think Washington is going to be able to hold up to what the Wolverines really want to do. I think we're going to see a heavy dose of Blake Corum. I think we're going to see a heavy dose of Donovan Edwards. And I think Michigan, over time, is just going to be able to wear down this Washington defense. And even though I think the Washington offense is going to get theirs, I just don't think they're going to have the ball in their hands enough to be able to necessarily get in a rhythm to do what they want to do. So, with that being said, man, I don't want to do it because Washington is so loaded. And I love the story that is Michael Penix. But I think it's Michigan's season. I truly, truly do. I think this is their most loaded team. I think we could be here when the NFL draft rolls around and we're seeing 12, 13, 14. Some are even predicting 15 to 16 guys getting drafted off of this Michigan team. I mean, that's something like the 2021 Georgia team. I mean, just absolutely insane type of numbers there. So I'm going with the more deep team. I'm going with the more talented team. I'm going with the more seasoned coach. I'm going with the Michigan Wolverines to win this game, even though, man, I would love nothing more. I would love nothing more than for Washington to find a way to win this game. That would be such a good story. I mean, just such a such a phenomenal story. But I am going Michigan to win the game. I'll say tw- 28 to, no, I'll say 
31 to 27. Michigan. 31 27. So that would put this game going over for me. Um, that would have me quick math. That tells me 58. I think the total is 56 and a half. Um, spread is about four and a half. So that would have Michigan not covering, but still winning the game and it going over, man. And so that's our quick, quick little breakdown. And I do want to do one more thing before we go, though. Thoughts ahead to the 2024 season. I think 2024 is going to be such a cool but kind of disappointing year for college football. I think it's going to be a big year of change. That's kind of what I'm dubbing the 2024 season, the year of change, because we won't only have change in change in the conferences. You'll have Oklahoma and Texas coming to the SEC. You'll have UCLA. You'll have USC, Washington, and Oregon going to the Big Ten. You have SMU, Cal, and Stanford going to the ACC. And, I mean, it's just going to be so weird to see all of those be a conference game. I mean, so weird. You, you have Georgia going to Texas. That's a conference game. That's weird. You have Michigan goes to Washington. Michigan plays Washington next year in the regular season. That's a conference game. It's, it's, it's just going to be such a weird thing to have to deal with for the average fan. Well, I wouldn't say I'm an average fan. For every fan to have to deal with. And it's just going to be really weird. It's really going to take a lot of getting used to. But that's the direction college football is going. There's nothing we can do about it. So all we can do is adapt and change. It's a year of change. and then we not only have the conference realignment, we have the playoff is changing too. We're going to a 12-team format next year. I think they've changed the rules to get in. I think it's the five highest conference champions now and then the seven um, at-large bids will be that they will be kind of divvied out between everyone and I hate that. I hate that we have at-larges. So teams like Liberty would get an at-large. You saw what happened to them versus Oregon. They don't deserve to be in the playoff. You you see teams like FSU. And even though, and I will, I will completely give it to them, they did not have their full roster versus Georgia. They had their full roster versus Louisville, and it was ugly. It They could hardly move the ball. They could absolutely hardly move the ball. So you're telling me that team deserves an auto bid. I mean, it, it just doesn't make sense that you're going to let geographical lines define who gets in and who does not get in. So you're, so you're telling me, that, say, Texas and Oklahoma weren't in the Big 12 this year. So you're telling me Oklahoma State, just because they won a conference, does they deserve a shot to play in the national championship game? That's gross. That's watering down 
the value of a championship so much to me. It's just gross. But there's nothing we can do about it. So it's a year of change. So we'll have change with the way the regular season's played with the conference realignment. We'll have change in the way that we value the regular season games because games like the SEC championship game, say versus Georgia and Alabama, that's not going to mean hardly anything. But for what? Seeding? I mean, a buy when this year it was for a shot to play at the championship game. That was a de facto playoff game. But we lose that, and we lose so much more throughout the regular season. Oregon versus Washington twice this year. For what? All of that would be for seeding. Let's say Washington going to Oregon State, that do-or-die feeling that we had with the Huskies all season long. It's nothing. That's gone. It's for seeding. I mean, that that almost the do-or-die feeling we had with the Georgia Bulldogs this year because their schedule was so weak. Everyone had this conversation this whole year. Oh, if Georgia loses one game, are the, are they out? They were in. With this 12-team playoff, yeah, you're giving lower-level teams more access but you're giving more opportunity to the more talented teams with the better coaches. You're giving them more opportunities to win. And most of the time, that's what's going to happen because that's what's always happened in the sport. The more talented team with the more talented coaches, with the deeper rosters, with the bigger budgets, they win. And they're always going to win. This isn't a sport where you really get the big time Cinderella stories. It's I mean it's really just not. So we're going to have to adapt to change with a 12 team playoff. And hopefully when things roll around after 2025 because we have to get through 2024-2025 season and then the 2025-2026 season. So after those two seasons we don't know what the playoff structure is going to be. So hopefully the smarter people in the room will be able to see what this does to the regular season, see what this does to the sport, and say, oh, we might actually need to change. And I think with the Big Ten and the SEC running the sport here very soon, I don't think that this format of the 12-team playoff, if the 12-team playoff even exists in a couple years. So – I dubbed the 2024 season, as of now, the season of change. And I think there's going to be more change coming. I think there's going to be change with the way the portal works. And I think there will be change with the way that NIL works. Probably the portal before NIL, just because I believe it's a lot more legally easier to change the portal than um, NIL. So I think there's more change coming. And who even knows if conference realignment is done? I mean, there's just so much that we don't know, so much that we have to handle going forward this off season. But we will be here to cover it all with y'all on the extra point with the college football experience, man. Have fun watching this game tonight and know that it is not the end-all, be-all of this sport is the national championship game, the end-all be-all of this sport is the journey to get here. That's what makes this sport special is the journey, not the end goal. Just keep that in mind 
going forward. And with all that being said, man, thank you. Thank you all for giving a quick listen to this episode. Go check out, please go check out our campus videos, man. I absolutely loved them. We went to Tuscaloosa to watch Alabama play Tennessee third Saturday in October. That was a great game. We were able to smoke a cigar in Bryant Denny. Once that game was over, we were able to sing the Rammer Jammer. It was awesome. Then we went down to LSU to experience Death Valley. We got to see Jane Daniels' Heisman moment broke the all-time – well, he didn't break the all-time yards record. He was the first player to pass for over 350 and run for over two 200. Phenomenal night. Loved Death Valley. Loved Baton Rouge. Loved the state of Louisiana. And then we went down to my home, Auburn, Alabama – well, not my home, my home team. Auburn, Alabama, to get to watch the Iron Bowl take Will and our friend Logan at the Iron Bowl. Absolutely phenomenal. Go check, please go check out all of those videos. They are fantastic. And we will be back with y'all next week to talk about this national championship game. So please join us then on the Extra Point podcast with the college football experience. We are the college football experience. Thank y'all for watching, and we will see y'all.